You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hello, Giants fans, and welcome to a new edition of the Valentine's Views podcast here on Big Blue View Radio, part of your SB Nation family of podcasts. I'm your host, Ed Valentine of Big Blue View. You know, Big Blue View is a football site. Big Blue View Radio is a football podcast. We try very hard to to keep the focus on football, to stay away from from politics, to stay away from social issues, to keep the conversation on your New York Giants. Unfortunately, with the, the way things are in this country right now, it is very difficult to do that. It is pretty much necessary to talk about the social issues that are going on in this country, the racial injustice, the policing situation in the wake of, of the killing of George Floyd. We pretty much have to do that, especially since so many athletes right now, including some members of your New York Giants like Saquon Barkley, have been so outspoken in uh, in ref- reference to, to the Floyd situation, have been so active uh, on social media in speaking out you know, for police reform and, and things of that nature. So we pretty much have to address that topic. And uh, we are going to do that today via an interview that I did with Lindsey Jones of The Athletic, who has been covering a lot of the athletes' reactions to to this, this situation, a lot of, uh, of what's going on you know, with NFL players and players in other sports. So let's get to that right now. Uh, here is an interview that I did with Lindsey Jones. All right, Giants fans, I am joined now by Lindsey Jones of The Athletic as we talk about uh, some of the uh, the protests and some of what's been going on in the NFL. And Lindsey has been doing some really good work at The, uh, at the Athletic uh, talking to pro athletes about, about what's going on. So, Lindsey, thank you very, very much for coming on to talk about this really important topic. Sure, Ed. Thanks for having me. Hey, so let's let's get right to it. I mean, the, the big the first thing I want to ask you is through all of the 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 things that you've that you've heard from you know NFL players, other professional players, as you've talked about this and and written about this. What what has surprised you really about the reaction, or what really have you learned? You know that you really might not have known you know before you started all of this. Yeah, I mean, I think there's a, there's a lot of layers to it. Um, you know, I think, you know, we're really going back about two weeks now. Um, I believe George Floyd was killed, I think, exactly two weeks ago, actually, and the video came out a day later. So we're just about at the two-week mark here. Um, 
And almost immediately after that video was was leaked, was published, um, there was more backlash or more response, not backlash, not backlash towards the police for sure, but more just more response across sports than we've really seen um, to, to other incidents. And, you know, the, it came on the heels of Ahmaud Arbery. Um, where we saw, you know, some player activism and and posts and messages there. Um, so it's just like been building, I think, over, you know, this the last couple months. You know, it's a really specific moment in time where there are no sports happening. So there's, you know, the, the impulse to say, oh, stick to sports or, you know, we want it. We don't want this to be a distraction from our games or our practices or whatever. There's none of that right now. So, you know, it's I think there's a multitude of factors that we have to consider. One is just how heinous the video was that there's no way that you could watch that video and hear what you heard on that video and see what you saw in that video and not believe that it was wrong. And I think just the fact that there was that video made it easier for a lot of athletes to speak up that maybe haven't in the past. It kind of became, um, you know, a good entry point to people who have maybe not waded into this conversation before. Um, But in terms of like things that are new and surprising, you know, I think initially, especially within that first week, it was the number of white athletes and especially white football players who were um, engaging in this conversation that, you know, it was, you know, it was Carson Wentz and Zach Ertz with the Eagles. It was Derek Carr with the Raiders. It was J.J. Watt. Were the, you know, the, for the Texans, these were some of the first guys who were um, who were speaking up. Tom Brady, you know, signed off on the um, Players Coalition initiatives and their call to action. Um, and these are things that we largely have not seen before. It's been very, you know, few and far between that we've seen white athletes kind of participate in this space, you know, standing up side by side with their with their black peers. So that was really notable. Um, obviously, Drew Brees waded into the conversation um, last week, which was uh, an interesting move that maybe we'll discuss as well. And mm-hmm. that was kind of a different conversation. Um but, you know, I think just one of the, you know, I guess, you know, it, it's it's been bigger than the NFL. It's been bigger than um, the, the group of athletes who have always been talking about this because there are a bunch of guys in the league, whether it's, you know, guys who are active in the Players Coalition, you know, Malcolm Jenkins and Demario Davis and the McCourty brothers in New England. Um, you know, and then Kenny Stills and Eric Reed, who are not members of the Players Coalition, Michael Thomas, who, you know, you guys know well with um, with the Giants, who, you know, obviously just left. But, you know, he was he's been involved in these conversations in this space for a very long time. Um, so it's it's more than just those guys. And it's across sports. You know, I talked to us for a story last week. I talked to um, WNBA athletes. I talked to professional tennis players. We're seeing um, collegiate athletes speak out in numbers like we've never seen before, where they're holding marches and rallies on their campuses and posting on Twitter. Um, so I think that, you know, it, it really seems like um, kind of a watershed moment in terms of player activism. And the thing that I'm most curious about and really want to know, and I've been trying to do reporting on, but it's, it's, just, it's evolving so rapidly is what is this going to look like when sports come comes back and I think we've moved further you know we're, we're further into that conversation here today on I guess what is this June 8th than we were you know five days ago when my when my story published just in terms of how many athletes we think will actually engage in some sort of peaceful protest what Roger Goodell has said um but yeah so it's it, it's you know it's kind of been evolving and I don't think this story is anywhere close to being over 
You, know, you, Lindsay, you touched on it a little bit, but that's kind of where I wanted to go. You mentioned the idea that right now there are no sports except for except for for NASCAR. I mean, the, the guys who make left turns only, pretty much. But uh, but what you know for, from your conversations and just you know from from your your gut feeling, having talked to people. Does this, you know, we've seen protests before. We've seen some athletes speak out before, but this feels different. Yeah, does absolutely. This, does this, when we start to get sports back, does this start to fade into the background or does this have in your mind and, and, and does this have staying power in terms of athletes really being involved and out at the forefront of this? Yeah, I mean, that is that is the million dollar question here. And I really think it's, you know, it's it's really going to be largely up to the athletes themselves. I think there's going to be a lot of um, onus on the leagues that have now said a lot and put out a lot of statements to make sure that they don't disappear as well. Um, it's going to be about putting their resources, you know, financial um, and their power resources behind the things that they've talked about now where, you um, But yeah, I mean, I know that there's a group of players, the ones who have been the loudest and already the most active, they're not going to let this go. You know, they are going to keep talking about it. My big question is the folks who have merely posted on social media, you know, you know, especially a lot of white athletes, where are they going to be in September? And, you know, we might get a head start on this with the NBA, you know, the, the NFL might NFL players might be able to take a cue a little bit from what NBA players are doing. And, you know, if they're engaging in some sort of protest or um, conversations, you know, while they're coming back and everybody's really paying attention to the NBA coming back. Um, we don't know if Major League Baseball is ever going to come back at this point. So I don't <laughs> know exactly how involved baseball will be in that conversation. You know, we've actually heard from a lot of hockey players who, you know, this is a totally different space for hockey players, which, you know, hockey obviously is um, very white and also a very international sport. So the fact that hockey players have been speaking out and talking about racism within their sports and learning about racism in their communities and um, what's happening in America, um, you know, I think there's opportunity there. Um, I would expect that um, NBA players will not stop talking about this. I mean, they have been among, among the most socially progressive and active athletes across sports. WNBA, whenever WNBA comes back, I expect they'll be a leader in this space as well. Um, And I think, you know, the the leaders in the NFL space, I think they're going to, you know, keep pushing for this. And the fact that we, we have seen so many players, including, you know, star players who are now involved in this movement in the NFL, you know, it was Patrick Mahomes was in that player's video. Deshaun Watson was in that player's video. Ezekiel Elliott, Saquon Barkley, um, Michael Thomas, the receiver from the Saints who organized it, Tyron Matthew. I mean, these are some of the biggest names and stars in the NFL, and they're not going to let it go. And if they don't let it go, then that's going to hold the league accountable. You know, that's the that's the other question. Obviously, change begins with conversation. But when we talk purely about the NFL and about athletes, I mean, you know, it's it's not for us to decide, you know, what happens with policing in this country and, and all of that. But the NFL has its own issues with hiring of minorities, the the Colin Kaepernick situation that sort of started the whole 
the whole protest movement of a few years ago. You know, obviously we talk about will players remain active, but in terms of the NFL, do we have any idea at this point what it is that players are actually going to want from their league? You know, we saw Roger Goodell's video, but again, and those were great words, but they're still words. Yeah. Do do we know what the players are actually asking their leagues for yet, or do they even know? Yeah, I'm not sure if they 100% know, and we do have to be careful not to just like lump all players in together because, you know, there's 2,000 during the regular season, there's about 2,000 players in the NFL. And so that's a lot of different interests. We very much learned that during the CBA negotiations back, which feels like 18 years ago. It was actually only March when the new CBA you know, only passed by really by a handful of votes. Um, you know, I think one thing, though, that, you know, we hear from a lot of players um, and I think we're going to continue hearing from a lot of players is um, they would like a more specific apology to Colin Kaepernick directly from the league. Um, it was the one part of the video that Roger Goodell didn't kind of repeat line by line. Um, the, you know, players in their video, they said um, that they request, a, they, they, they wanted an apology for silencing players. Roger Goodell rewrote that to say, to apologize for not listening to players' concerns on this issue sooner. So, you know, I think a lot of players, and I think there's a lot of people outside of players too, but, you know, human people who work within the league office, which is something that we learned in the reporting of a story over the weekend, there's a lot of players, you know, people who want acknowledgement of what happened to Colin Kaepernick and the league's role in keeping him out of the league since, you know, the end of the 2016 season. Um, You know, Kaepernick's name has really been a, you know, a taboo subject within league offices and within most teams, you know, a a lot of league officials, a lot of team officials were subpoenaed and had to, um, give depositions during their court case. I mean, but now it does feel like maybe there's a little movement that, you know, on one end of the spectrum would be Colin Kaepernick getting signed and getting the chance to come back in the league and just show that he can play or wants to play or even be a backup quarterback. Um, You know, I think another phase of that would just be some sort of actual acknowledgement that the league was wrong in the way that it handled 2017 and the player protest, you know, and I think, I think there's a lot of players who would like a more specific and explicitly written policy that says they are encouraged to, you know, speak their minds and peacefully protest. Um, You know, I think, especially in light of what Trump has tweeted lately, um, it's important to just remember exactly what the policy is that's in place. And in 2018, so this was kind of a year, it was May of 2018. So the off season after the 2017 season, which saw all sorts of a roller coaster with this, where there was the one week that there were 200 some players doing some form of protest um, to other weekends where there were only a handful and um, just much debate, Trump waiting in all the time. So that 2018 off season, the owners did pass a policy in which they said that Players would be required to stand during the anthem if they were on the sideline. They had the option to stay in the locker room if they chose to. And then teams who had players that did not comply um, or that chose to kneel, um, those teams could be fined. And and it did leave open the window for player punishment. Um, That was a policy that was passed without the NFLPA. And by that summer, so, you know, before the regular season, kind of throughout training camp, they effectively tabled it. They decided 
yes, this policy passed, but we're not going to enforce it. It need, We need to have more discussion. We need to have the players involved in this conversation. And that really ended it. Nothing has changed in those years. So, you know, it, no sort of policy has been enforced. No players have been formally uh, punished or fined. You know, multiple players have continued to kneel over the last couple of years. So while it has, it, you know, I, I want to make clear, it hasn't been prohibited. It also hasn't been encouraged. And I do think there's, you know, a, a significant portion of the NFL player population right now that would like some sort of formal acknowledgement that they should be encouraged to, to protest if they want. The challenge there is that while Roger Goodell has come out now and said that he encourages pe- players to peacefully protest, he didn't explicitly say kneeling. The problem is, is that there's probably a lot of, or the challenge is that there's probably not a lot of owners or at least some owners who might not be in line with that sort of statement. You know, we know what Jerry Jones has been on the record as saying multiple times over the last few years. Um, you know, I think there are some owners who would certainly support what what Roger Goodell did and fall in line with or and fall in line with what the players have been asking for. You know, Jeffrey Lurie is a prominent example of that. Jed York in San Francisco. Um, but until we kind of hear that from ownership, it's, you know, it, it doesn't mean that Roger Goodell's words are hollow by any means. It was really important for the commissioner to say what he did, but the owners have so much power. The owners are Roger Goodell's boss. So the one of these outstanding questions is how are the owners going to respond? Are they going to side with their players that have spoken in mass numbers and so loudly recently? Or, you know, will they kind of do what they did in 2016 and 2017 and kind of side with the president? Yeah, you know, the interesting thing, and I was I was going to ask you, and and, and I I just don't think we know yet, because we're we're still three months away. Obviously, when when Colin Kaepernick, when other players kneel, obviously people see that differently. You know, when they mm-hmm. kneel during the anthem, some people see the message that these players are trying to deliver. Other people only see you know, disrespect for the flag. And so I guess the question is, do we have any idea? Is it, or is it far too early to know, like you talked about ownership. Is there another way that these players are talking about, or do we have any idea, you know, what this voice might look like in September? Yeah. I mean, that's, and it, it is good. I don't know if there's a definitive answer there yet. I mean, we did, I think it was, was it even yesterday or over the weekend? I think it's Monday. I don't know even know what day or time it is right now. Um, <laughs> I hear you. But, you know, a- Adrian Peterson said that he was going to kneel. Um, you know, he's a you know veteran kind of respected player that he would kneel. And there is growing expectation that there will be a larger form of protest. Um would that be something that just happens in week one? Is it something that would happen during the preseason? I'm not sure about all of that. I do know from pl- talking to players over the last 10 days or so that there are a number of guys who are sensitive to the fact that the the, the kneeling and the anthem specifically is very, it's very easy to have that message distorted, like you mentioned. And it very quickly takes away from what they're trying to talk about. But at the same time, it is like the ultimate form of peaceful, silent protest. And, you know, over the last 10 days, how many times have we heard, you know, from, you know, politicians and pundits and everything saying, well, if only they could protest peacefully, 
isn't there a peaceful way to do this? And what Kaepernick did was kind of the ultimate peaceful form of protest. It was uncomfortable, for sure, and it made a lot of people uncomfortable, um, but that is the point of um, of a protest. So, you know, I know there are a lot of athletes who feel like they keep getting told, well, yes, you can protest, but not like that. And then you actually, they actually take to the streets. Well, well, not like that. And then you kneel and no, not like that. Or you wear a t-shirt. No, not like that. So, you know, I think there's going to be a lot of discussion and a lot of debate about what form that'll take. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if we see players wearing t-shirts that say, I can't breathe or black lives matter. And, Considering what Roger Goodell said on Friday, you think he would have they would have to be supported in that. Um, and whether that's you know that's pregame type of stuff, players are um, very strictly um, regimented on what they can wear during games and what sort of like markings and how tucked in their uniforms have to be and how high their socks have to be and all that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think you know, I think they just want to make sure that the that the true message of their protest is heard and. You know, I do think that the conversation around it and the reason why is much more understood now than it was a few months ago and certainly a few years ago. Well, you know, as you said, I think that that any sort of change, you know, comes with conversation and it comes probably with conversation that's uncomfortable for for all of us. And you know what I've learned from your reporting, and and I think from from other things that that I've seen is, we've seen athletes in the past who have been a little bit hesitant to to speak out, to have their voices heard, and I I think that the overall message, at least from you know from the the NFL side, is I think we've reached a point where players and athletes understand the platform that they have and that it's important to use it for more than lining their own pockets with money. And I, I think oh, that's a really good thing 100%. at this point in time. Yeah, a hundred percent. And it's been really interesting too, to see, um, you know, there a lot of these guys who have spoken up recently, especially the guys who were in that video, um, in the players video, they were, some of them were not even in the league yet when Colin Kaepernick started taking a knee for the first time. I mean, Patrick Mahomes and Colin Kaepernick have never actually been active NFL players at the same time. Same with Deshaun Watson from the 2017 draft class. Um, so we're kind of seeing a new generation of players, you know, Saquon Barkley you know, was not in the league at the same time um, as Colin Kaepernick, uh, you know, came in after, even after the 2017 season, which was, you know, such a pivotal moment. So we're seeing a new generation of players who have been on social media almost their entire lives. I mean, these are guys who probably got their first, you know, Twitter and Instagram and Snapchat and everything when they were in middle school. And they're comfortable living their lives online and sharing themselves, um, you know, sharing themselves directly with football fans. And it, it, I think that's a good thing. You know, as a reporter, obviously, you know, I, I want to be able to tell the stories and talk to them directly. But we are in a position now where we can hear from them, um, instantaneously. And, uh, I think that's better. You know, that's, that's, we're all better because of it. I think you're right, Lindsay. And I think that's probably a good place for us to, uh, to call it a day here. Appreciate your, uh, your spending some time with us folks, please. Um, uh, you know, if you don't have a subscription to the athletic, get one so that you can, uh, 
you can follow the, the, the reporting that they're doing as as athletes have their voices heard uh, throughout the country and, and on these important issues. Lindsay, go ahead. Let people know, uh, you know where they can find your work on social media and, and all of that. Sure. Yeah, you can follow me on Twitter. It's by Lindsay H. Jones, and that's Lindsay with an A, A Y. Um, Lindsay H. Jones, by Lindsay H. Jones, excuse me, on Twitter. Um, and then, yeah, you can follow all of our coverage of the NFL, college sports, on any of the sports that might be coming back um, at the Athletic. Um, and, uh, you know, maybe you'll come back this fall and we can, you know, talk about Daniel Jones and. Saquon Barkley and company. Talk about talk about football, real yeah, football. football. A little bit of football. Hopefully, we'll <laughs> hey, be having some real football. Well, you know, we will get back to that conversation eventually, but it is important that we use whatever platform we have to discuss these things. So, appreciate your coming on. For sure, I appreciate you inviting me on. Thank you so much, Ed. Have a good one. Thanks, Lindsay. All right, Giants fans, that's our show for today. Thank you, as always, for listening. Please remember to subscribe to Big Blue View Radio on all of your favorite podcast applications. Check out our work on Instagram at big underscore blue underscore view. Check out our work on Facebook. Follow Big Blue View at Big Blue View on Twitter. And, of course, join the website at bigblueview.com to uh, participate in the discussion with other New York Giants fans All right, Giants fans, thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye.